Hi guys, Adora here. Welcome to episode one of Lumination Podcast. Um, today I'm going to be talking about dealing with comparison. So how to deal with comparison because I've realized that a lot of people do not truly become all they can possibly be um, and fulfill their purpose because they are continuously looking over their shoulders and trying to see what other people are doing. So it's that continuous peek over the fence to say, you know, the grass is greener on the other side, what's the other person doing, how are they doing it, without really focusing on your journey and where you need to be. And so I thought it was interesting, um, it was an interesting subject matter to discuss. And so we're going to be talking about how to deal with comparison. So if you're the type of person that has ever felt like you don't measure up to what you see around you, or you wish that you had it as good as your friends, and even strangers sometimes, or you feel like, you know what, no matter how hard I try, I'm just not gaining as much traction as I want to. The good news is this, you're not alone. And I don't think that people intentionally play that comparison game. So I don't think that, you know, you have to be a type of person. So it has to do with you being a certain way. The truth about, about comparison is that it just happens. And it has more to do with you simply being a human being. If you're a human being, you're going to deal with you know, moments where you feel like you want to compare yourself to other people. It's just normal. So there's nothing abnormal about it, but there are ways that you can handle it though. And that's what I really want to address here, right? So you know how there's all those social media posts that talk about not comparing yourself to other people, like these quotes, you know, but the thing about those quotes is that they tell us about not comparing to other people, but they don't tell us how to handle this, right? So I'm gonna share some ways that have worked for me. And the first one is comparison versus competition. See, I'm not a big believer in competition at all. But if you are naturally a competitive person, then this one is important for you to note. It's okay for you to want to do and be better than what you see out there. So if your friends are producing amazing work, it's all right for you to want to do just as well or even better than they're doing. But it's also important for you to know that there's a difference between competition and comparison. Competition can be healthy, right? But that's competition that motivates you to improve yourself and to learn skills that you don't have. But comparison, on the other hand, is debilitating, right? Competition says, you know what? I know that this is where I am right now, but I know that, you know, if I improve my skill sets and I try to you know focus on becoming a better person then in a couple years or in you know next few months I'm going to be a better person and I can see that progress on my journey comparison says you know what this person you know I'm they're better than me they seem to be getting ahead of me they seem to be doing much bigger things than I am doing and so that just becomes debilitating your life so you need to learn to compete with who you were yesterday use competition to become better and not just to win so a few weeks ago i had shared something on social media and and this is an example of competition and i had said you know what um competitive pricing is a myth right and the way i explained this was this if you google how to determine pricing so if you go on google and you just type in how to determine pricing the response that you will get states that you need to find out how much customers will pay as well as how much your competitors charge and that's how you determine your pricing now this is the same thing that i was taught in business school right because i went to business school and they taught us this same principle but here is what i learned from life and personal experience I learned that the pricing method that I choose 
is dependent on the particular product, service, and situation. So it's highly dependent on intention, right? And so there are two ways that I determine pricing. Method one is I might decide to price something extremely valuable at a low price because of my, my intention. So a point in case is a mentorship program that I'm running. I know that I can price it at a higher price and I will get people to join the class. But because of my intention, which is to make sure that as many people as possible can benefit from the program, I, I set it at a lower price, right? But that's my intention. In that same light, I might decide to price something that is equally not as valuable at a higher price. Okay? So I can make a t-shirt and decide that, you know what, I'm going to price the t-shirt higher than a mentorship um, class. The t-shirt may not be as valuable, but it's a decision that I made. And it doesn't mean that I don't understand the value of what I'm providing. What it means is that I have decided, keyword decision, I've decided on which pricing method that I want to apply. And then the second method that I usually use is a more conventional one, which is basically you take your base production cost, you add on your time, your expenses, you know, and all of that stuff, and then you mark it up, right? The question at that point is, are you satisfied? Are you happy? Yes. Then go ahead and put that out to your customers. That's the end, okay? Now, this seems pretty straightforward when I'm explaining the two pricing methods. Yes and no, right? It should be straightforward because it's simple, right? But it's not straightforward because human beings are often dissatisfied and greedy. So here's what really happens. You apply method one or method two and you're happy. So when you're in your bedroom and you apply those methods, you're happy until someone else applies the same method and has a higher pricing that customers accept, right? So you're now thinking to yourself, oh, I may have underpriced my product or my service. And that's where the myth of competitive pricing comes into play. The truth is you didn't really underprice yourself. You priced exactly what you wanted and you got that. But now you only want more because you feel like someone else has priced it higher. So you don't want more because you need it, but you, you want more because someone else has priced it higher. And I know this really well because all my life I have worked with talents, with talented people and if we determine, for instance, that you know one million naira was what we're asking for, and we got that one million naira, we usually just celebrate it, like yay, we got the one million naira. But I would often notice that the talent will be upset when someone else got paid 1.2 million naira, and this is right after they had celebrated their one million naira win. Now I don't think there's anything wrong in wanting that extra 200,000 naira, right? But my thing is, you made a decision you knew that a millionaire would solve your needs. It would even give you an extra markup because really maybe you were getting paid 300,000 naira somewhere else, right? And so you were excited about the fact that you marked up and the customer decided that they were gonna pay. But then all of a sudden, you allowed the greed and the comparison lead to continuous dissatisfaction on your path. And that is the problem with comparison. You know, you just need to choose your pricing method, apply it, be happy, and move along. The opportunity cost is your mental health and your joy. So again, you know, there are people who will scroll through social media posts and see someone posting, you know, stuff about a country that they visited, and you initially had no intentions to visit that country, like you're not even remotely interested in going there, but because somebody else says that they're there, all of a sudden you're like, oh my God, I wish I could travel there, you know? Um, and then you start to, you know, be frustrated about not being able to travel there, but it was not even on your 
on your radar like it wasn't even part of what you ever wanted to do you know the same way you'll see a car and you'll say oh you know what i want that car but the truth is if you dig deep inside you think that that car is ugly like you see a rolls royce and then you're like oh my god a rolls royce is just a box it's not as beautiful as the car i want the car i really want is a prado i really want a prado but you know what because mercedes is a luxury vehicle and because everyone's getting a rolls royce and a bentley that's what i want now right and so in that in doing that you just start to lose yourself slowly and slowly and slowly so you know please use competition to become better but do not continuously compare yourself to other people the next one is number two which is celebrate other people's success right celebrating other people's success requires a mindset training and i often look at people as though we all belong to the same family and i want everyone to win because you see that your friend that is winning in the medical space for instance might be the one to cure the illness that you or your loved one may have in future and that your pilot friend might end up flying the airplane that your entire family is on and your friend who started a record label the other day may end up signing your son in future and so it's important that you've built something solid because you understand that you are connected to people right and that the products and services that these people are creating are things that are either going to be beneficial to you or to your family or to generations of people you need to support them to being you know for them to be able to accomplish those things and to win at those things because the better that they do the better it is for you because the truth is again we are all connected in one way or the other and that's a perspective that has worked for me so when i see people winning i feel the same way that i feel when i see my favorite sports team winning for instance or a celebrity that i am supporting when they win an award that i am hoping that they will win then i'm really excited and this is how i approach this it is a win for me so so people's wins are a win for me and if you train your mind to view other people's successes as a win then what happens is you start to receive plenty joy because you see every day someone on your team is winning so every time that someone wins you win so you're continuously experiencing joy because you're winning every single day of your life so the third one is there is always someone better than you and there is always someone not as capable as you i'm going to say that again there is always someone that is better than you and there's always someone that is not as capable as you right keep in mind that just because you are better than someone else doesn't mean that you're not good or great at something so you see better is relative what that means is that what is better for me may not be better for you and so when you try to compare yourself to someone else what you're indirectly saying is that they are the best that you can ever become right and that just automatically limits your abilities and the infinite possibilities that you were created for because then you're telling yourself you know what i just want to be slightly better than this person and being slightly better than someone who is not even great right who's not even doing great so let's say the person is operating at 20 percent of their capability and then you decide that you know what i want to be slightly better than them so i'm going to operate you know a little bit higher so then you're operating at about 40 percent of their capability not even of your capability of their capability right you just automatically put a glass ceiling there for yourself you know and so it's important to you know understand that again there will always be someone better than you and better is relative right 
same way there will always be someone that is not as capable as you and so don't focus on telling yourself that you know i'm, I'm go only going to be a little bit better than this person or i'm going to be you know I, or i'm striving to be better than this person try to be better than who you were you know yesterday right understand also that everyone serves a purpose right so take your gate man for instance your gate man may not be on your level you know you know how we say oh you know this person is not on my level they may not be on your level in your mind but believe that without him on your side you can lose all your belongings in one day so literally if your gate man is not on your side he can leave your your doors open and you will lose everything in one day people will come in and loot your stuff so understand that everyone serves a purpose and it is easier for us as human beings to try and see purpose for others but not for ourselves right so take this gate man matter for instance it's easier to see how he plays an important role in life but let's flip it now because of you he's able to pay for his ill mother's health right he's also able to eat he's able to survive because of you he has hope that one day he will also live in a flat or in a house like yours right everyone serves a purpose so here's an interesting quote that I had read from Alfie Cohn, who's an academic author. He said, when we set children against one another in contests, so from spelling bees to award assemblies to science fairs, from dodgeball to honor rolls to prizes for the best painting or the most books read, we teach them to confuse excellence with winning as if that's the only way to do something. So the only way to do something well is to outdo others. And we encourage them to measure their own value in terms of how many people they've beaten, which is not exactly a path to mental health. We invite them to see their peers not as potential friends or collaborators, but as obstacles to their own success. And finally, we lead children to regard whatever they're doing as a means to an end. The point isn't to paint or to read or to design a science experiment, but to win. So the act of painting, of reading, of designing is thereby devalued in the child's mind. And I really, really love that quote because it's so apt, especially again in our society today. Number four is one of my favorite ones, and I do this a lot, is compliment people. Okay, so when you see someone that is able to handle extracurricular activities better than you, for instance, don't focus on the many reasons why they have the ability to do it. So don't say, you know what, they must be rich. I'm sure she doesn't work a lot. Hmm, maybe it's her husband that invests in her business. So, hmm, she's just lucky. You know what I mean? Instead, send a compliment their way. So say, hey, I think it's amazing that you're able to combine extracurricular activities with your work. You know, I hope I can learn to do the same. When I do that, I find that it is a very liberating experience, right? Being able to just compliment other people, right? So when I see someone that's doing something amazing, I just, you know, enter their DM, for instance, on social media, and I say, hey, you know, great work. The work that you're doing is amazing. You know what? I'm trying to work on something similar, and hopefully, you know, what you've done inspires me to, to do even better, right? It will surprise you how much lighter you will feel. And if you continue to do this very often, you also find that you start to build solid relationships with some of the people that you admire. Because even though it's not a popular belief, the truth is people love honesty. And they can tell when you're honest and you're genuine. And it starts to help to build relationships with these people. See, that genuine compliment cultivates a clean spirit. And when you have that clean spirit, you can start to focus on doing great things. Now the fifth one, drum roll, boom, 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 
is focus on your own path. Focus on your path. In the words of Henry David Thoreau, and I know that this one is a very popular quote, if a man does not keep the pace with his companions, perhaps it is because he hears a different drummer. Let him step to the music which he hears, however measured or far away. I love that quote. Love it. It is super important to be grateful for the good things in your life and remind yourself of it as often as you can. Now, one way to do this is to make lists. Like, I often make lists of things that I'm blessed with. I know that whenever we hear people say lists, we just want to make it out in our heads, but there's something really powerful about writing things down on paper and just sticking them up wherever you can see them every day. So I suggest making two lists. List one is the qualities and gifts that you have, which make you an awesome person. And the second list is the things that you want to learn and what you're going to do to make them happen. So an example would be, you know, I want to improve my writing skills. How am I going to do that? I'm going to take three courses um, and I'm going to spend two hours every weekend writing. Okay, so that's what works for me. Now, here's the thing. Life is a journey, guys. And we're all on this journey to find something and become something. We are all on that journey. And so understand your God-given mission and focus on that. Focus on what you need to do and where you need to go. I know it's better said than done, and we've heard this a million times, but this is the thing. Nothing great comes easy. And that might be cliche, but it is so true. The more intentional you are about training your mind, the better your life will be in the long term. My friend often says, repetition is mastery, and this is so true. If you train your mind to be jealous and continuously looking over your shoulders and over the fence, then you'll become an expert at being jealous and at being a fence looker. If you train your mind to focus on your path and celebrate other people, right, you will become a master at that. So the question now that I have for you as I end this podcast is, what choices are you making?